and welcome. It is episode 105 of the Redley Frederick cast. We are back. We're talking more anime. We got 2021 summer seasonal impressions for some shows. Uh, I have a movie review since Tori in the last episode did a nice little Demon Slayer review. A couple people disagree with you, Tori. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Believe it Never. or not. <laughs> I, I cannot. People disagree with me on my opinion on Demon Slayer. I, no, no, I don't believe it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, it, I hope, I hope, I hope they took it as personal attacks. <laughs> uh, that'd, be, that'd be nice because that's always what I'm aiming for. I'm always attack, attacking people personally for their tastes every time. <laughs> totally not sarcastic or anything like that. Sarcasm doesn't exist on the internet after all. It also doesn't exist in the Norwegian tongue. So yeah, I believe you're completely serious. Uh, yeah, of course not. Yeah, we're not sarcastic pieces of shit at all. Definitely not. (laughs) Wow, (laughs) pretty visceral there. (laughs) Hey, that's that's the Norwegian way. (laughs) It's it's his culture. He can talk about it. Okay. (laughs) Uh, So on this day, with our new little format, we started a few episodes ago, crossing that 100 mark. This was uh, Tori's anime for review today. What is it? It was indeed. It is a little show called Master Keaton, which is a show that I've had on my like on my radar for a long time, but I couldn't remember exactly why until I loaded up episode one and looked at it, and then I was like, there's something familiar about this art style, and then I went to look it up, and it's like, yeah, sure, of course, Naoki Urasawa did the art for the manga on this one, and uh, that, that, that explains a lot. He's the guy who did uh, like uh, 21st Century Boys, and monster yeah you know, no wonder things. right no <laughs> uh, well, the moment i saw it, I was like all right that that's why i was clued onto this i understand <laughs> yeah so that's what we'll be reviewing later in the show after we get uh through our little impressions and uh, a movie review that i have you've been watching the olympics guys how you how you uh how you, how you enjoying it so far or at least it's almost <laughs> over now <laughs> Have you yeah. been watching the Olympics? Oh, only when my only when my country wins. I mean, basically. I mean, I've barely been watching it at all because you know it. it, I don't it like, I like they're competing field, in the so middle I of the night for me. Field, even though, yeah, it's like I'm twelve hours away from Japan, so it's like, oh, it's track and field. At two p.m. It starts. It's like, oh, two a.m. on a Wednesday. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah. it's been great. We set a world record. Set an Olympic record. World uh, Warholm did a uh, 400 meter hurdles world record again. He broke it like it's a 29 year old record, but he broke it like a month before the Olympics. Oh wow! And then yeah, and then he just broke it again, but he absolutely smashed it in the Olympics. Like he ran like a what 45.94. It's just insane. Like basically to put it into perspective, everyone that came top three in that race broke the old record. Basically, oh, you have wow. to break the old world record just to get on the fucking podium. It was an <laughs> insane race. <laughs> Sounds pretty uh, pretty wild. It was. Have you passed Sweden? We have passed uh, Sweden and Denmark, yes, in the uh, in the medal rankings. Well, now. that's most important we, for Norway, right? It is indeed. Where we don't have more medals than them, but we have more gold medals than them. That's why we're. But we still we still have bronze to play for in uh, women's handball. So you know, we can still get more medals. We also won gold medal in uh, 
sand volleyball or beach volleyball or whatever you want to call it because you know of course norway is known for its lush beaches and uh amazing weather so of course we're the best in the world at that that totally makes sense but we have been for a while and now we won the gold gold medal as well and uh in the olympics and today also uh jakob ingebrigtsen won gold medal medal and uh set a new olympic record in the 1500 meter sprint so hey how about that the sprint nation of norway is coming up <laughs> sprint nation of norway right up there with the beach volleyball <laughs> <laughs> right mm -hmm. uh, it was like that gold medal uh, from ingebrigtsen as well it was it's the first european gold medal in this event for 30 years wow in that time it's basically been dominated by africans and there's been an american in there every once in a while so yeah it's pretty it's pretty big deal here nice well, you got to keep up with the Russian Olympic Committee. <laughs> oh, they lost yeah. They lost the male volleyball to France. <laughs> it was yeah. such a good game. Such a good game. It was like five sets. Like France opened 2-0. The Russians got to come back. No, they're not two, the Russians. Two, two they guys. are the ROC. Got to get this right. Yeah, the Russian Sorry. Olympic Committee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely <laughs> not Russia. Right. Definitely so not Russian. The, they are they are Moscowians. <laughs> yeah, the so the the Soviets they they came back. The Soviets uh, are back. Oh my god, that would be that would be hysterical. They just start the Soviet with the Soviets without the Union. Soviet, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh man. Yeah, I know it was it was a good game. Brazil lost the third place to Argentina in the <laughs> Did you guys happen oh, to see the so uh, the the gold medal with the with wrestling with uh, uh, the the American against uh, I think it was the dude from like Georgia or something. No, I don't know. No. So this was this was one of the two most incredible things I'd seen this Olympics. Was this guy was down by like three points. His name's Gable Stevenson. He's a mm -hmm. like a he's just a super wrestler, just undefeated at everything. And but he was down three points with like 20 seconds left. And he gets one takedown with like nine seconds left. And then in the final three seconds, he gets he gets the guy down again, just outworked this dude to the to the very end of the whistle. And on like at the buzzer wins the gold medal. It was it was a pretty amazing thing to see. And then the other one. Uh, that was really awesome was I don't remember what country she was, but she basically goes into, I think it's the, like the thousand meter and she falls. <laughs> it was Netherlands. Holland. You yeah, cannot say yeah, Netherlands. Netherlands. Yeah. yeah. She, she Holland, falls. Holland. Netherlands. Yeah. She completely Netherlands? trips and falls no. yes. and then comes all the way back to, to win. And then she won like two more medals after that. It was just yeah. so yeah, cool. I heard about that. Oh. I heard about uh, that. Midden, midden weight box. Brazil won a gold medal today, uh, or like it was in the middle of the night. So it's still today, Japan. <clears throat> it counts. Guy lost. Guy lost two out of the two rounds out of the three in the Olympics, and then the last round, uh, he just knocked out the Ukrainian and won the gold medal. Oh, there you go. And as as just like every single Brazilian in existence, he looked at the camera and he sweared his heart his heart on <laughs> in national in national television. Of every single country that is Jesus. <laughs> transmitting that. Uh, amazing. Really cool guy. Uh, we also might have another another 
gold medal in boxing for women's as well. Very okay. impressive. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not bad. It's really nice. Yeah. And there's women's women's volleyball finals uh, against the USA. Of course it is. It's always against the US. 1 30 a.m. for me. So I'm watching that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, and we won two time champion in football. Yay. Yay. They what a beat horrible Spain. game. Finally. It was I've been waiting game. for Spain to lose the entire fucking Olympics because, god damn it, like they're dominating every game they play in, but they're so bad. They can't <laughs> uh, I felt, to save their fucking life. I feel sorry for Japan, though. Like they came so close, they were fourth. Oh, oh yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> like That's for me, to me, it's always an awkward thing with Japan because, like, Japan is that nation that no matter what they do, they always apologize. Like it's it's kind of <laughs> kind of weird yeah. to look at. Like they win, they get like silver medals and whatnot, and they're just standing there, fucking having to do public apologies on TV for their failures. I'm so like, sorry. Mm. I'm only the second best at this thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, it's one thing. But it's it's a problem, right? Because it's been a problem in uh, in Japan for a long time. Even when they win gold medals, if they don't apologize, they're they like <laughs> they're seen as the bad guy publicly in Japan because it's like, oh my god, this guy's all about himself. Such it a fucking narcissistic asshole. <laughs> That's crazy because it's the concentration camp. It's the total opposite <laughs> with how Americans view it, where it's like, oh yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. now the mentality is it's only about yourself. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, like, obviously, there's a, a fucking medium would be nice. Like, it's it's nice to respect, you know, everything that went that everybody that helped you on your way to get to where you are right now. But still, it's like at the end of the day, the final race, the final whatever, the final that put you at, at the top is like that was you. You did that. That's that's fair. Yeah, I listened to this. I listened to this incredibly interesting uh, radio show that was they've been covering the Olympics from kind of like a business standpoint and uh how to mark how uh, various countries market their athletes, uh, train them, different facilities, how the media covers different athletes. And uh, I I wish they now I wish they would have gone into how Japan has treated their athletes, especially being in the home country. But they really focused mm. on a lot of like how Germans treat their athletes uh, versus uh, the Americans and how Americans just go through this like martyr system of mm. uh, identifying athletes. But the, it's only like a select few that they feel are the most marketable rather than, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. for example, yeah. like like you guys were saying, you know, uh, Brazilian boxing, that 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 person's going to be a fucking national hero. But if it's not in in America, it's seemingly if it's not in one of those prime TV sports like swimming's always on TV, then they just don't cover it with the same guess, sense of marketability. Like, it's no, it, it no, was like, it was super interesting. Not, like when it comes to marketing, there are the sports that Brazil is really good at, so of course they get the most marketing. Uh, well, yeah, it's like the uh, Netherlands though, where it's uh, judo. Judo this Olympic was just a. It was disgraceful to this country. Sorry, uh, but yeah, it was it was it was the only thing that came to my mind. But it was uh, it was disgraceful. It was really bad. Uh, same with uh, swimming. It's really bad, really bad. But it, it's okay. It's just changing generations. A lot of people retired. It happens. Then you have like 
boxing and you have like those guys that we know they won't win but just because like oh shit we have like this georgian dude that naturalized brazilian going to like fucking weightlifting or whatever the fuck is like oh that dude is cool we have a team in that yeah that's <laughs> cool and it was like the same as like what 2012 i remember that because like fucking brazilian grass hockey team class qualified to the olympics and everyone was like wait what we have a national <laughs> hockey team what yeah. Yeah, and those guys bad. usually they 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 take a lot of you know uh probably more like a popular uh advertisement mm. and with box was the same thing boxing wasn't that big in brazil because you have MMA, right? Uh. And then, but it, well, it, it was always big in, in Brazil, but for 10, 15 years, it kind of faded away. Suddenly, a bunch of people just start appearing and they're really good, and suddenly, Ox is back because of a popular uh, advertisement more than just normal, I guess, normal advertisement. Yeah, I know what you mean. And also, oh, in, yeah. Brazil, in Brazil, you also have most of, most of athletes. They are uh, also uh, soldiers, oh. so they receive an incentive for uh, to train, basically, <laughs> and they are paid by the military. That's why when you see like sometimes I don't know if you saw that, especially in track and field, if you see a Brazilian podium, uh, sometimes they will salute. Mm. That's because they are military. Yep, ah, I military. noticed that the third place guy was saluting during the Norwegian national anthem, which was which was funny to me, but. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Like, nah, but I, I get what you mean, right? It's the same thing here. Not everything will get equal treatment, obviously. And uh, it's kind of eh, it's kind of interesting to see how things kind of develop. And I like to see, like, for example, uh, Jakob Ingebrigtsen and the Ingebrigtsen team, uh, because the Ingebrigtsen family is huge. What's right. really interesting about them and why they are a, uh, uh, why they are like a um, big sporting, uh, sporting thing for Norway right now is because their father basically told the, uh, like, uh, Top uh, top athletes uh, like association here here in Norway to go fuck itself. They were going to do their own thing and not be a part of that, wow. which is like unheard of. And now they're the best in the world. So <laughs> uh, who's laughing now? Yeah, but we have also funny stuff, right? I don't remember what it was right now. If it was spear throwing or like discus or whatever the fuck, I don't remember right. But we had a guy come out of nowhere and win a silver medal. At the Olympics, which is impressive, considering the fact that that man is a fucking amateur. He can't pretend, he can't practice, like he works on the side because he can't practice his sport professionally because it's just not a commercial sport in Norway. Right. And then he just goes and wins a fucking silver medal. And it's like, <laughs> he did an interview and he's just like, what do you hope to achieve now? He's like, I just hope that they will finally pay attention to my sport in, sport in this country. And I'm just <laughs> like, you know what? Respect. I respect it. <laughs> uh... Well, this is an anime podcast. I think it's time we start talking about anime. What do you think? I don't know, man. This sounds pretty anime to me. <laughs> I mean, it could it could be. <laughs> hey, sport. Uh, I mean, isn't there like there wasn't a lot of anime this? Well, I guess twenty twenty. Mm -hmm. About like, oh yeah, we're this really cool sport, and we're training for the well. There was that one rock climbing. No. Anyway, uh, like, oh, we're going to compete, and there's a chance for us to go to the Olympics. <laughs> Every time there's a bunch of anime like that, 
Yeah. I don't remember a lot in 2020 that the end goal of the anime was, oh yeah, there's going to be like a quality. So I think that has Olympics. to do with the fact that the Olympics were kind of looked down upon in Japan this year. Like, oh yeah, popular Absolutely. opinion was even, that, even popular 20, opinion was even that Japan did not wanna did not actually wanna host uh, the Olympics after uh, at all. So I think they probably decided not the best idea to start hyping up the Olympics. Right. All right, I'm going to play a quick drop and we can start talking about uh, some seasonal stuff. All right, so before we get into the seasonal anime, I watched the Made in Abyss movie, the third one. Uh, The English title of it is Dawn of Deep Soul. And I just kind of... I don't know what made me... I think it was the release the D, the blu-ray dvd release that's coming out soon uh i was like man i finally gotta watch this thing and it was the realization that this was a this was a sequel it's not a mm. recap movie like the first two because i thought like all three of these were recap movies but the third one's a wow. true sequel to it so, so that yeah. was that was just like holy shit i gotta watch this thing immediately and it's uh how long was this hour and 45 minutes so it's not like terribly long but it definitely uh, lived up to what I wanted it to be. Uh, you guys haven't seen this, right? Not yet, no. No. So, uh, for for the record, did you guys enjoy the yes. uh, Made in Abyss season? Yes. Nikki? <laughs> what? Did you enjoy Made in Abyss, the, uh, the TV show? I did, I did. Yeah. It's, a, it's very good. Yeah, just, and just that. I believe amazing. Yeah, I believe we covered it, and we we all had it kind of at like my uh, anime of the year type contention there. If if I believe we actually had it win, <laughs> uh, I mean, I if I'm not mistaken, that came out in the same season as uh, Land of the Lustrous, so I know which one was mine. Ah, uh, okay, all right. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's mm, yeah. I think. Oh man, I which one was first? No, I remember. Like I also like. <laughs> Hoseki no Kuni. It, Hoseki oh, no I need Kuni. to rewatch that because the same just keeps coming oh, up. That show is so <laughs> good. great. Show JD, so good. JD. It's not. It's geologically stupid. <laughs> it's fucking great. No. <laughs> Do it I need to go on a like, mineralogy rant again? How the how that show sticks. Fucking great. One uh, of one of the one of the few really well animated and rendered three D anime. Uh, Okay, so back to Made in Abyss. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got to watch this movie, this the Dawn of Deep Soul. It is phenomenal. It is, it is it is the exact uh, tone, feel, uh, tension, fucked upness that the season that the uh, that the first season had. Uh, it it is it is a must watch before you watch the second the, the second season that's eventually going to come out. It's. Mm phenomenally animated uh the character like the sound design is really good the the sense of just constant despair despairing adventure is a good way to put it so you guys do you guys remember i'm not gonna spoil the whole movie but i will uh get the uh like the what it's about uh, do you guys remember the like fucked up science dude that mess mm-hmm. that turned yeah. the, the children into like glob monsters and how can I forget, JD? <laughs> so his name is uh what was his name? His name was Bondrude. Bondrude. His name's Bondrude. 
and the whole movie focuses on our two adventures, uh, basically encountering Bondrude head on because his base of operation is right at the gate to the sixth layer of the abyss. And it's kind of a, once you go through, you can't turn back kind of moment. Mm. So, and and it's uh, it unlocks the story of kind of what Bondrude's purpose truly is, and why and why he's kind of insane. <laughs> uh, and he just so happens he has a daughter, and the daughter's name is Prushka. <laughs> not a not a Russian Olympic uh, committee name at all. Uh, the not <laughs> Soviet Union. So. Nanachi, Rico, and Reg, they, they befriend Prushka and try to figure out like what Bondrude's true purpose was. You find out kind of what Nanachi's uh connection to Bondrude uh further was uh, after she got turned into a rabbit girl. <laughs> and just ha- how because if you remember, there's like sacrifices that need to be made or done or uh, be careful in the abyss. And there's just like creatures that will just murder your ass in two seconds. Like there's, there's these scorpions that you are introduced to immediately that uh, if their stinger gets in you, you basically melt. <laughs> uh, uh, that's nice. unfortunate. Yeah. That's it, that. Oh, it's like, Ooh, that's not good. And then uh, the very, it like the movie starts off, with Reg and Nanachi and Rico in, a, in a, like a field, and it's very beautiful. But then they start like seeing corpses and like what's going on. Yeah. Basically, yeah, I, I I love how Made in Abyss has done that the entire time. Maybe when it first came, I was like, oh look at that, so cute. And then just immediately like, whoa, hold on, <laughs> that's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, and the fucked up thing is there are these insects that reside in the fields that look like leaves or blades of mm. grass, and what they do is they enter your body. And eat you from the inside out, basically Aww. keeping you alive. Oh man! And then they re- and then they and then they repopulate. It's like this is some fucked up shit. And <laughs> like that is, and that's the first thing in the movie too. And uh, that's not anywhere near to how fucked up, like the uh, like what ends up occurring uh, in this movie. Like Bondrude is even more insane than you think he is. Uh, the 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 depths and levels what this guy must do and and wants to do uh, for the purpose of the abyss. And uh, when you f- when you find out the 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 like the twist of what you need to do to enter the sixth layer, you're just like fuck! I can't believe like you could believe that that it's like oh it's made to abyss of course it's the most fucked up thing you could possibly think of of course that's how you get there <laughs> <laughs> uh and then and then you learn a little bit more about kind of reg situation and uh yeah it it of course it ends with them entering the sixth layer otherwise there wouldn't be a second season <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> um and it's it's a really good just continuation of the show, a great continuation of what you wanted. This is this is like must watch material, especially if you're a fan of. Well, yeah, the, the Maiden Abyss. It, it is. Imagine it is for 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 the fans. They're like, oh man, 
Second season of Made in a Beast. I cannot wait to continue this story. What the fuck? Wait, what is this place? Well, I mean, I, I can't be the only one that didn't know that the third movie is a sequel. Oh, uh, I mean, I, you're probably not the only one, but I mean, we did. They did announce that pretty early that they were making movies. And it's like, first they were like, yeah, we're doing two recap movies. And it's like, okay, cool. And they were like, and then a third movie, and it'll be, it'll be a sequel. So, yeah, ah. I, I just thought all three of them were part of the same recap. Nah. Uh, so I gave, this, I gave the movie a 9 out of 10. I thought it was that damn good. Damn. Uh, it's, it's phenomenal. I, I can't recommend okay. it enough. Uh, but it is definitely I'm, not for the faint of heart, much like the season, uh, the the TV show was. Definitely, definitely not. Yeah, no, I'm I'm still waiting for it to come out on Walk on Him. They have the first two recap movies. So, okay, but uh, they don't have the third movie yet. So hopefully yeah, yeah, the out. movie came out yeah, January 2020, and yeah. um, you can uh, yeah, and it just got released to Sentai Filmworks uh, for purchase. Uh, so I won't say how I got it. Uh, I totally did not pirate pirate the seas. <laughs> I spent my real virtual dollar reuse. Right, yeah, the dollar reuse. <laughs> yes. The Russian Olympic Committee uh, gets paid in, in those. <laughs> ah, yes. Yes. I spent all my NFTs on that. Oh, <laughs> oh man. NFTs. Man, I cannot wait to be an old man and keep saying those kind of things. It's going to be fun. Yeah. So, uh, kids. yeah, Sentai Filmworks has. Correct me and just tell them to go fuck themselves, just like my father does. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. So, Sentai Filmworks has the, the, the movie trilogies on Blu ray. It's like 60 bucks. It's, on, it's in pre order now. I'm probably going to wait. Until you know it's actually out on that site, so to buy because uh, I'm buying this movie immediately when it's uh, officially released. Mm. Anyways, seasonal anime, nice, nice. yeah, seasonal anime. Seasonal anime. Woo! Imagine watching seasonally. Summer 2021. I said uh, I was going to, or maybe I didn't, but uh, I did check out five shows. Okay. Damn. Ooh. Yeah. I, I. Yeah. I went on a little little binge in the last couple days. To, I was about to say that's more than you normally do. I know, right? <laughs> I mean, I've watched like maybe four or five shows per season, essentially. Uh, <laughs> and then it comes to the fucking season where there's literally nothing if nothing of interest, and then it's like I'm gonna watch five. So here's the thing. <laughs> I so watched. I watched 15 shows. Like, you watched oh, 15? Man. I probably most likely. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> So I watched uh, I watched uh, one episode of Scarlet Nexus. Dropped that thing immediately. That was terrible. Eh, makes sense. I had like you're watching this and you you just go I don't know what this show's about. This is very uninteresting. It's just random garble and it, it's promotion for the game. It's about as expected. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but this was this was quite terrible. Let me. Uh, Jenny, just just so you're aware, like I I watched the Persona the anime, okay? I I know what I know what this is like. I've been there. Yeah, well, yeah, the Persona <laughs> anime is not so it's good like, either. It's just like I I can watch the I did the opposite. I played the game and I was like, I can watch this. I know the story. This is gonna make total sense. Start watching it. What the fuck am I watching? Yeah, nothing. <laughs> so yeah, so Scarlet Nexus. It's uh, via my anime list here. Solar Calendar Year 2020. Grotesque organisms called Others have begun eating people. Yeah, uh, I watched that first first episode. I understand like none of that, 
<laughs> it's like what they it just looks like they just get into a random battle and just random shit happens and you don't know you know you know what they probably did they probably just took the tutorial and was like yes opening episode <laughs> oh, oh my god you're probably right not even because the the tutorial is the synopsis <laughs> the game i guess they skipped that and they were like so <laughs> when the anime just suddenly so anyways you gotta go in and attack. Remember to press the X button to unleash your. What now? <laughs> yeah, yeah you, as a tutorial. Like, oh, I, can, I can do this game. It's just, it's just an RPG style beat em up game. I can do this game tutorial. So, yeah. okay. So you the... have telekinesis and you need to fucking make a neural link to your NPC to have special attacks that change depending on the combination of the button. It's like, ah, well, you see, let me just go back and do the <laughs> tutorial. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, the game is a little bit. All the characters <laughs> have you, these. You need the tutorial for this yeah. game. It's all these characters have these uh, psychic abilities, and it's it's just it's not animated well. The colors are terrible. There's there's nothing really redeeming about it, other than it's very below average even if you've played the game <laughs> so i dropped that uh that was an easy decision to do uh i checked out the first episode of sunny boy that is as advertised <laughs> that you guys said it is weird it's very yes. strange but it's very interesting i'm definitely interested Punished. in it <laughs> butts <laughs> every single time poor what what is that guy the first one the leader at the end, where he strips and go to frog jumps. At the end of the first episode, oh man. Yeah, what was his name? I think it was... I think they call him Cap? Yep. I think it's Cap. Uh, like, yeah, oh, he's like the baseball can, dude. He, do, yeah. yeah, You cannot give me any more punishments. Grabs fucking metal bat. It was like, oh yeah. Oh yeah, shit's about to go down. Yeah, he just fucking <laughs> whacks the dude, and they're like, "You can't do that. That's against school school rules." And then they go punishment, and then he immediately strips down and starts doing exercises. <laughs> yeah, the the frog jump. Yeah, the crouched the little crouched. Uh, is it frog jump? That it's called. Yeah, is sure. Why not? Rabbit jump. Rabbit jump. I don't. That know. thing. That thing hurts. So the premise of Sunny Boy is essentially a school is now in another dimension. They're surrounded by this like black void. And just weird shit happens where you can, uh, it's almost as if a lot of the students have these abilities in this, yes, in half this of realm. The people, half of the people, they awaken superpowers, as they say. And I don't, I don't really understood because it seems like everyone has superpowers, but they said like half of the people are normal and the other half are have superpowers yeah it's very strange but i definitely like the art design i like the because uh who did this um madhouse no i i know madhouse did it i'm like uh, oh the the arts yeah the uh hisashi Iguchi. uh he did the character design for a lot of shows we've covered like perfect blue and rujin zed <laughs> yep uh, I think there was something else. And he's it... the... What is this? <laughs> Hold on. This man has something. Shingo Natsumi. He's the Aka 13 guy. Yeah, he looks uh, like 
he was the perfect pair for Satoshi Kon, basically. Yes, that's that's Satoshi a good way to Kon put it. Satoshi Kon just went and fucking died. <laughs> yeah, so because it's... Blue, perfect Blue is just... Ooh, man. Just that there. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I will be continuing Sunny Boy. That was uh, That was the most interesting show from the season that I saw. I also watched... Uh, okay, and then these are kind of in the realm of just Battle Shonen stuff. Uh, battle Game in Five Seconds. Uh, it's a kind of tournament show. Kids are, like, kidnapped randomly, and then they're each given a unique power, and they essentially fight each other 1v1 and, and whatnot. Um, your main character is super smart, and he has to kind of manipulate people for his specific power. Uh, it's action. It's... Not a great show by any means, but I'm into it. Uh, I watched Nighthead 2041, which is another psychic type show. And this one's more... Th this one is full CG, so it's very much kind of uh, Knights of Sidonia, uh, Ajin type uh, animation and character design. Um, takes place in 2041, uh, after like World War Three or whatever, and people are unlocking psychic abilities. Uh, and the military wants to control that to maintain order. And there's a big, Away. yeah, there's a huge dystopian effect to it, like thought police. You can't uh, have any religious beliefs, those kind of things. And our two main characters are kind of, uh, they're, they're, they're psychics from way back. And they've finally been released to the world, I guess. And they're constantly on the run from the military. And they got some really unique kind of, uh, powers and 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 uh, it's kind of almost like Running Man in a lot of in a in a weird way. So, not again, not a great show, but I'm interested for my fandom, and I will continue watching it. What the fuck? What's up? Nighthead 2021 is based on Nighthead Genesis, which is a fucking 24 episode show from 2006. Sure. <laughs> which is based on a manga. Okay. Okay. That's. <laughs> No, that was, just, that was just weird. I wasn't prepared for that. I wasn't prepared for fucking like, ah, yes, you know that show that you didn't watch back in 2006? Yeah, here's a new version of that in CG. Like, oh, is this is that what this is? Yes. Oh, how about that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Welcome to 2021. Weird shit. <laughs> yeah, all right. And then my favorite show uh, from the season was... Uh, the Idaten Deities Know Only Peace. This is like 100% a battle shonen show. Uh, the difference is that uh, the uh, main characters are, are all uh, deities with, you know, godly powers. And they have to fight against demons. And these demons have now taken on uh, human form, basically, and have human intelligence. Uh, so they're trying to, I guess, Not take over the, thing. they're trying to take over and destroy the world basically because they're demons and the gods, because they've, uh, these new gods have only known peace, basically their entire existence. Uh, they, they are not as strong as they probably should be. And it's by studio Mappa. So it's like, I love the animation to it. I love the character designs. It's got a weird sense of humor to it that I really like. A lot of blood <laughs> in the show. A lot of uh, 
a lot of limbs getting falled off, crushed. Uh, there is a there is a scene I was not comfortable with, and uh, so <laughs> with with the exception of this one scene that I'm going to get into, the whole show was very entertaining. It set everything up well. It was uh, they didn't try to overdo anything. Uh, like structurally wise for the show and how the story was going to be told. It's just really focused on what it wants to be. And that is just a, a fun, kooky interaction between these gods kind of messing about and uh, the demons just want to destroy things. So the scene that is definitely not <laughs> uh, definitely uncomfortable is there's this priestess and she straight up gets raped by like seven military dudes from a, an invading country. Uh and during this during the scene there's it keeps cutting to like children getting uh bullets and and slaughtered and and uh family and home so it's I get the idea that they were going to but they didn't need to show as much <laughs> of this priestess getting getting uh raped the way she was. They could have just mm, like yeah, it's yeah. violence, Jack. <laughs> yeah, it really it really brought back kind of those Goblin Slayer discussions when when episode uh, one of that first came out. Uh, I believe the idea is this like sense of despair and people like people giving up the belief in in God and higher power. I think that is what gives birth to demons. I feel. I think that's what they're going for. I'm not sure on that. Maybe something happens. Maybe she turns into a demon. I'm not positive. It, it hasn't really ex explained what the purpose of that was other than kind of shock value. And uh, if it's just going to be for shock value, I don't approve of those tactics. I think you got to, if you're going to do, do something like that, establish a story around it. it, it otherwise, it's, it's just a... Uh, it's kind of dribble, to be honest. I don't like that. Uh, Isn't just doesn't Gundam does that a lot? Do they? Probably. Probably. Violence. I'm sure it's it just like, oh yeah, look at Violence that nice colony violence. in the space. Oh, it exploded. Oh. Oh, is that that what you mean? These are uh, people well, living their well, lives like, no, peacefully. A... <laughs> Explosion, <laughs> genocide. It's like oh. Uh, here, you little orphan, strap this bone to your back and run towards that robot. <laughs> oh. So who's the director? Um, the uh, character designs are really cool. Uh, let's see. The director of the show is Saime Kitokoro. And let's see. He was an episode director for a few. March comes in like a lion. Katsuka no Yona. Huh. Uh, okay. Assistant director okay. for a show I've never heard of. He does like I'm looking at this director. He just does like scattered episodes okay. <laughs> for a variety of shows. Yeah, probably his full show then. But um, yeah, Idaten. Idaten is definitely my favorite show of the season, and that's the one I'm looking forward to the most. There's my seasonal uh, impression update. So I only dropped uh, the one show out of all the ones I tried. It's a pretty good Damn. hit rate for me and my fandom. Damn. Yeah. 
I had the least amount of shows I had in a long time. Ever since, ever since the end of college, because I had to mm -hmm. work my ass work. off. <laughs> yeah, I have six shows. Six? Okay, yeah. what are they? Uh, Kobayashi second season. Uh-huh, yep. Ugh. Because Ugh. I don't have a reason to not watch it, I guess. Uh, Love Live as well, because I don't know. Yeah. I, like, I like keeping up with Love Live just to see if they're going to do something different. <laughs> that is not saving a skull. Finally. Uh, well, the last season, they weren't. And this one, they are not again. So that's good. There's still the the chairman that doesn't like school idols becoming a school idol, but that's fine. As, at least they're not like trying to save a school. Uh, Sonny Boy, uh, Shirui Suna no Aquatope, the Aquarium PA Works show. Ah, uh, yeah, that one. Ah, yes. Uh, yes yeah. Okay. It's really beautiful. Uh, very oh. well animated animals, especially penguins. Uh, Jahisama, of course. Uh, and what was, what was that one? Shindiru. Jahisama. Jahisama? Jahisama wa Kujikana. Oh, the Silverlink show. Ugh, that's a studio I stay far away from. <laughs> and Tante wa Moshinderu. Because it sounded fun. Tante wa... Okay, so that's like the third most watched show of the season. Mm. So tell me about and that one, Hickey. Fun. Tell me about that one, Hickey. What's that one about? Jesus Christ. Good question. <laughs> Nice. Because like I was expecting like I was expecting just mystery and you know uh normal detective things. Okay. But the problem the problem is there's like there's this like dark shadow organization that actually experiment on people and implant them with like bioweapons and they become mutants. Oh. I wasn't expecting that, and the like the white, the white-haired girl is the detective. She gets introdu uh, introduced in the first episode. There's a, like there's a few elements I don't like about the story, but I'll, I'll talk about that. Yeah. Uh, she comes in and she, like the the first episode, our main character is just a unlucky guy for some reason. Ever since he was like in preschool, he's always involved in some kind of accident so, so detective conan syndrome <laughs> yeah ass yeah assassinations <laughs> and getting uh kidnapped or just being mistaken even though he's like in middle school he gets mistaken by a fucking kidnapper and then fucking everything happens so the police is, even is like why are you here it's like i don't know i don't want to be here let me just go home Every single time. And in the beginning of the episode is just like that. He was just going to his middle school and a bunch of guys kidnapped him inside of a black van, gave him a, a briefcase, an international ticket, and said, fly to this country with this briefcase. Mm -hmm. So there he is in an international um, international flight with a, a briefcase. middle schooler by himself? Admit, yeah. That that's mm. the problem I don't like. It's mm. the same as talking revengers. Like he's too young for the kind of thing. But they could have, somebody like, should be asking some questions here. It's yeah, like, like honestly, most of the, yeah, most of these stories they could well it get explained like why 
uh, they let uh, the Beatles go fly. So the, the plane gets hijacked by a terrorist. You know, normal stuff. Because, of course. So the terrorist asks if, if there's a detective in the plane. And yeah, there is. It's the white-haired uh, girl. I forgot her name. Siesta. Siesta. Uh, that's a code name. Of course. So it is. <laughs> she calls. She calls him and says, "You, you, you come in with me because you're Watson. Let's go." And go. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, then, like, there's a bunch of deduction. The guy says he's gonna explode everything. You know, everyone kill everyone in the plane. If if she doesn't entertain him or whatever, uh, deduce the why he's hijacking the plane. She deduces it, and the guy's like, "Oh, you're you're actually really true, like detective." And she's like, no, no, I just knew who you were and what you're going to do. That's why I'm in this plane to begin with. And then the guy re uh, it gets revealed. The guy was one of the members of this organization that stole a bioweapon and installed it into his head. And now it, uh, his left ear becomes a tentacle. So there's a huge fight, well animated inside of the plane with guns and shit. Then you have a bunch of kind of I don't know like this, slice of life this sounds like a show I could I should try out like like a bunch of slice slice of life interactions between the the detective like middle school or whatever I'm living alone because my my parents live in overseas and whatever and at the end of the episode he says just like uh, what was that show with a huge name from a few years back. Oh, that fucking limits it. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> are you like? Are you? Are you busy? Oh, Whatever. Yeah. You want to save the world? Oh, yeah. Okay. That, All right. it, yeah, yeah, the guy revealed like I had a lot of. I kind of had a lot of fun, but the detective CSA is already dead. So that's that's why the show is dead. Tante Tante Wamu The detective is already dead. In the second episode. Our guy is in high school, and a girl is like, "Oh, you are the the detective because you know he passed a lot of time as a detective in the middle school. She died right. because he was always involved in some kind of weird shit. He kind of became a detective himself. But he's like, "No, I'm not the detective. I I can help you if you want to, but I'm not." For some reason, this girl has this fascination with this guy. Also, sister, she was mutated as well, so. If she hits someone with her blood, they, the bioweapon with her blood, for some reason, the person who was injected with the bioweapon cannot attack her. So they need to obey, not obey her, but they cannot do anything against her. So we have like this girl, she has a fascination with, her, with our guy. They want to discover some, some, some plot out. And they, they they come to see the terrorist, and it's like, well, why why she want to do that? When why not? What happens is the girl that is tagging now with our main guy, Watson. She got a heart transplant, it seems, and the heart that is now hers is Siesta's heart. So <laughs> okay, the the Japanese or whatever international. <laughs> agency that is combating this um, terrorist group basically and had Siesta the super weapon mut mutated human 
that can that that's the only person that can just stop the bioweapons they just donated her organs after her after she died yeah so all of those girls in the the cover again like, and then the promotional war, uh -huh. i think they received parts of siesta's organs so let me and get so this they, so let me get this straight it's a little bit convoluted but it's quite fun like it it's very it's a very convoluted story because like you think it's about like the detective and it's just detective stories. It's okay if the detective dies at the end, just like Sherlock Holmes died uh -huh. once. So like if she's she's dead, that's fine. And the guy just becomes the, the detective and he kind of uh, goes figuring out the the problems people uh, people have around him or the crimes he end up getting involved with. But there's this whole bioweapon subplot and mutated humans and whatever the shit is happening and then the organ transplants and because the organs they were transplanted they they were, they were still biomutated and part of siesta they kind of infected the the recipients of the organs and now they have this kind of not the same power as siesta because like she was a superhuman basically but their blood actually acts acts to stop the bioweapons as well. Why the super agency gave out the organs to random people, I don't know. So I, I kind of technically watching to discover why the fuck that happened. Uh, but it, I think it's a cool show. It's a little bit convoluted. Sounds bad on paper, but I'm enjoying myself. So... I'm just going to say this. Like, what I really dislike about that entire thing, more than anything, more than all the fucking stupid, like, but why don't people ask questions? Why do people just let this shit happen? Why? The thing that annoys me the most, and I, I generally don't like this in a lot of shows, but I hate the fucking unwilling MC. Like, they're just like, why are you here? I don't know. I'm just getting dragged around. Yeah, why, yeah. What are you doing here? I'm just, I don't know. I'm unfortunate. Why did you? Okay, so you became a detective in the end. Why? No, I don't no, know. I don't want to be like, a detective. I, it's yeah, like, he's oh like, I'm fuck, not I a detective, you. dude. I hate let's that. Have, I hate that so much. Like, my my man just gave up. He's in high school. He just gave up. He has a dead like. His his face screams just, "I'm dead inside. Why am I here? Why people just bother me? I just want to be. A, I just, just want to have a boring life in high school." Whatever fuck, I don't give a shit. And people come here saying I'm the great detective that ever existed. Dude, I just want to go home and jack off. It's not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately he can't. <laughs> and he gets pissed. He's like, I'm not, I'm just gonna give you food for thought. That's the only thing he did so far. He's not the, the detective, he's the sidekick. So he's willing to be a, a sidekick, not the detective. <laughs> so the girl is just like, why are they doing that? It's like, hmm, maybe you should think about this and this and that. And the actual girl that comes out with the solution, not him. <laughs> Although I think he knows the solution to the problem. He just doesn't want to be the detective. He's just the sidekick. Like, if you want a sidekick, I'll be the sidekick. That's fine. I don't care about your bullshit. I have like three murder charges on me already because I was in the wrong place at the wrong time. So for the love of God, I just want to be just want to have a boring life. So yeah, but yeah. I think I think it's part of the charm, especially because the show is very quick. Like the pace of the show is extremely quick. 
So because of that, I don't really care. The show was slow and the guy was just like dragging his foot and complaining every single minute. And the show was dragging just like book pop phantom pace. That would be really bad. But because the show is quite fast paced and everyone is always pushing him around and he's also pushing himself around, I think it mitigates the fact that he doesn't really want to be there. But yeah, it can be a problem. You're absolutely right about the problem. I just think it's not that bad because of the show pace. If this show slows down, uh, it's going to be... Without the, the main character kind of changing himself, it's going to be painful. All right. Uh, maybe it's worth maybe it's worth for me to, to check out because it, it sounds wacky and interesting to something I think I could get into. There are certain things that I have a lot of questions about that are kind of off-putting, uh, the pace being one of them, it seems. I think it's f- fine. She just said those kind of things. I, I guess it just grew numb to the. Okay, all right. It's like, oh, of course, the guy's in middle school. Oh, of course, there's a, a cute girl that went to live with him in middle school. Oh, of course, he, he's just a middle school student. Just being middle school students kind of bothered. It's, it's bothered me quite a lot <laughs> lately. It wasn't, a, it wasn't a, an, an issue before, but nowadays. It's like, I understand they want to be like, oh man, okay. When you write a story, usually the story doesn't start at the start of the book. It starts way before, right? Or the show. So I understand that you want to be on on like those shows, just kind of Tokyo Revengers. You want to have like those middle schools because... You want to show the story in high school. The problem is the story you want to show in high school is not suited for high school story. And it's the problem with this show. It's like, I understand you want to like show this with people getting transplants from their bio-mutated, super-weapon, human, cute anime girl in high school. But it, growing the plot from middle school to have a relationship built is not the way. This story is a college grade or young adult life grade story where you start the story developing in middle school and the actual show or the actual book or a novel or a game, they already start on college or young adult life and you have like the whole high school, maybe college, to, to use as material and to quote from in the story. So it bothers me because the kind of story that has been told in Tante Iwamo Shinneru is not suited for high school, right? Right, yeah, yeah. Because no, they need I, to yeah, show I, fo- the I follow you. Yeah, yeah. It would be good if they didn't show the middle school or it was like just the, the dumb story of like, ah, she was my childhood friend, she went away. Just like, uh, Brim Hill? You guys remember that show? I do remember no. that show. Brim Hill in the Darkness. I don't yeah, Brim in the Darkness. It's the same kind of story, but Brim in the Darkness technically does it better. Oh, God. Because in Brim this Hold on. No, not that the story is better. The, the setting of Brim is better because Guy is not unwilling fool. He doesn't have like, oh, I'm always in misfortune. 
he just have a friend the friend dies suddenly he's high school and now the friend that died comes back to his high school is a bio mutated super weapon weapon just like here and it, it, the setting is better because you you don't have like that whole relationship and ah uh, because you know I part of a gang member at, I'm a gang member at the age of 10 <laughs> and shit like that it doesn't have any of that so the setting of the story where the story actually begins with high school it's good it's not what happens here not that the story is good but how it's constructed it, it is constructed in a good way that works and this one it doesn't work that well because the type of story that's been told in high school is prelude to it is not really suited for middle school age or middle school mentality it's more it's better if they were in late high school when the story was being told in a later date in my opinion i think that's a really really bad thing to do show and it's something that is has been bothering me this year in particular in anime i don't know what trigger that maybe talking revengers trigger that because it's kind of the same problem it has but it's a fun show it's like a little wacky and dumb you know it, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with being wacky and dumb sure all righty all right that I guess we will uh, move on to Master Keaton. <laughs> I guess we will. Unless you got uh, some things to add, Tori. Nothing really. Like I said, I haven't been watching any seasonal shows. I'll probably start it. I still have some stuff to watch, though. But so, uh, but yeah. Nah. Out of I've the shows killing. that we've talked about, did you hear anything that possibly has uh, caught your caught your eye? So, I mean. Yes, obviously Sonny Boy, uh, for obvious reasons. Uh, I do kind of want to check out Hickey's show just because what the way he explains it to me is kind of bothering me. So I'm like, I need, I'm like, I I need to get like a second glance at this. And it's just like, it's nothing wrong with the way you're you're explaining it. But it's just like the things that are happening. I'm just like, that doesn't sound right. That doesn't sound right. That doesn't sound like I need a second. I need a second look at this. It doesn't look the first the first episode. The first episode I was completely like the show. You know when the show completely lose you, yeah, but then it, it regains you at the same time yeah. because from the first twenty like twenty four minutes of the first episode, so you you take off opening and ending, you have like twenty minutes out of the twenty minutes, fifteen minutes is a mystery detective show, and a really good one. And then the bioweapon mutated human happened and the show just completely lost me. <laughs> and then it just regained me because it was it was a really cool animation. I was like, okay, I see. There's it, 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 it deceived me. Okay, I, I I'll get that that L and I'll keep watching this show. <laughs> it's it's it it doesn't make sense. It's really, really weird. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't know. Maybe I'll pick up some shows this season. We will see. I haven't decided yet. Uh, we shall see. I think you'll watch Sunny Boy. I think that's the one. Yeah, Sunny, Sunny Boy is yeah. nice. I mean, maybe. <laughs> we'll see. Or right, no, I, can, I know, I know, I know what Tori's gonna watch. Hickey. I know what he's gonna watch. He's gonna watch Love Live. 
Yeah, oh, yes, my favorite. He's gonna watch Obey Me, the OVA. <laughs> yeah, the fucking yaoi ass looking. Yeah, you're right. That's that's my that's my kind of show. Hell, that's yeah. your jam. I know it is. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I will play a drop. We can get going into Master Keaton. Go, 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 boy. Okay. Nice and quick. Hour into the show. <laughs> Hell yeah, we're making good time. Well, okay. So, uh, Master Keaton... <laughs> okay. This show... Insurance. Yeah. Yay. Yeah, yeah. It showed. It started in uh, fall 1998. It's when it came out. It's by Studio Madhouse, and it's uh, basically by the dude that did um, Monster and and uh, 20th Century Boys, or at least the art. Yeah. The The director is Masayuki Kojima. And looking through his, uh, oh, he did Black Bullet. Oh yeah! Nice. <laughs> uh, hey, stri- that's all right for a while. <laughs> he, yeah, I guess he's the director of Made in Abyss. So how timely? Nice. Yeah. Nice. Let's see if he uh, did. And he was the director of Monster. Let's see. If he oh did. yeah. He he did the storyboard for Chobits. Yeah. <laughs> he did the storyboard for Hajime no Yippo as well. Oh, okay. Nice. A little better. I like that. Okay. What is Master Keaton? So Keaton is a former British Special Forces op, and he's uh, he's a yeah, that's quite the background. And he currently works as an insurance event investigator for this super top, like massive insurance group called Lloyd's. And uh, in between of all this. He so he he gets sent out onto things for Lloyd's uh, for most of the episodes that we've seen. It's twenty four episodes long. Plus, there's like a fifteen episode OVA. He came out after afterwards. Uh, Master Keaton, as you learn, or Taichi Keaton, as his full name, he went to college for archaeology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went to um, he went to college for archaeology in I think it was France actually. No, he was Oxford. Oxford, yeah. Wasn't there an episode Oxford. where he was in, he, like... He was teaching... Dude, that man is just... the, he's the James Bond of insurance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's just... He was a teacher in, in France in the school. This, this school That's closed. what it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every time I was like, oh, yeah, no, he's, like, in Russia and then in Japan... In China and then go back to England and sometimes in friends. He's all over the place. He uh, yeah, he Greece, is a he is a world Greece. traveler and he go he like what he has to do for Lloyd's, it's not so much he's an insurance guy. He's more of <laughs> I would describe his job as the um He's like a mercenary for this insurance company, yeah. if anything. That's why that's yeah. why I said, like, the first four episodes, I was like, man, I thought I was going to watch a really boring show about insurance <laughs> scams. I thought this show, because especially because of the art style, and because the guy did Monster. And Monster is really good, but it's really boring at the same time. Oh, come so, on, like, I didn't think that. <laughs> I think it is. I think it's good, it's got but it's boring. Very boring. Yeah. I think it's Ugh. the same. It, it's at the same time. It's a, it's a everlasting duality with, with most. At the same time, you are highly entertained. You are also highly bored. And I was like, man, 
if, if this is going to be just like that and it just became fucking black water the anime <laughs> and i was like what the fuck is just happening here who is this guy and they start talking about like 90s conflict and 90s and 80s conflicts that happened that were really really weird and then you just have missionaries and fucking west germany terrorists everywhere i was like what the uh, fuck yeah it takes place in like the late 80s early 90s uh for a lot yeah. of the show it, it's it, it really i got the feeling it went back and forth between time uh, oh, yeah, a lot definitely did. like because because sometimes you're in west germany sometimes you're in east germany sometimes it would reference something from like the 70s uh it was all kind of all over the place and in a weird mm. way, I found that very interesting that it took place in this time frame. Uh, yeah. I mean, the show took place, uh, came out in 98, so I guess it was written it, during those eras. So that that's kind of a, a bit, little backstory there. Uh, where I thought this show really kept me engaged was it's episodic show, but it it never stayed within the same kind of genre. And what I mean by that oh, is... Yeah. What I mean by that is sometimes you get like an espionage episode. The next one you may get a slice of life. The next one you may get is a is a murder detective. Next one is he's teaching archaeology in France. Uh, there's two episodes that are fully dedicated. Yeah, there's two episodes fully dedicated to flow. fucking drinking, <laughs> which was great. Yeah, there is there's also, I mean, there's also just stories that doesn't really involve Keaton at all, like fucking when he's in Russia. Talks to fi- find a fucking immortal Russian dude, right? It's just like yeah. a lot of that is the, just him being the, told stories. My of the episode, that is the Angus T, the the Scotland guy that went to Japan and became yeah. a Tengu. And like it yeah, doesn't, it, it, it has nothing to do with him. He's just telling this story and how he went to search for this guy that pocket <laughs> was in, in Japan for some reason. I don't know how or his the, dad is literally the off the viewer. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, also yeah. Like the the, the Yatsen episode. I don't know his name in in proper Chinese. The Yatsen, yeah. they're just like, oh yeah, he 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 taught the communists how to fucking cook. He went to Taiwan and teach. They taught them how to cook. He went to Japan. He went to everywhere and told everyone how to cook. And that episode was also really cool. Has nothing to do with insurance. It's just Keaton and his uh, partner o- O'Connell. O'Connell, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, just that guy's going wacky. And, and eating. Just eating. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, you have really... just like, yeah, hey, there's a bunch of, the, of this Soviet West Germany terrorists in this house and you're going to break <laughs> in. Like, yeah. Well, those guys. Yeah, no, I fucking, I, I loved episode 14 as well. The one with the, uh, uh, the dude who was looking for his lost daughter when he had defected. Oh, like, dude, I that was like one of the best ones. A good episode. Yeah, I love that episode. So let's talk about that uh, that episode. Uh, okay, so that episode is a guy escaped East Germany uh, with his, I guess, assistant, and because yeah. uh, the, the 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 uh, his wife was pregnant and she couldn't make she clearly couldn't make the trip to escape with them. So she goes, "I will stay here, raise the child. That's all I need. You and your assistant go." to the west and uh basically get the fuck out of here because uh, we're we're, we're going to live in a very terrible time and what happens is uh she's the 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 wife that's left behind is punished she's sent to a fucking concentra- concentration camp basically and she has the child there the child's put up for adoption uh but the dad 
uh, he kind of went on with his life for what? I think it was like 10 years or something. No, I'm mm. th- I'm mixing up a different story. Uh, so he finds out like he was told by the East German government that she died and the, and the child wasn't saved. So he's, he's like, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> uh, uh, that's bad. So he has a child with the assistant. He marries her. Uh, and then randomly he just kind of comes across this article where she wasn't killed. He finds he finds out that she could possibly still be alive. So this is where Keaton comes in. He's supposed to help him track him track him down. You find out that the wife did eventually die, but the child was saved and raised and put up for adoption. So now Keaton and this guy are trying to find the daughter. And as things keep unfolding and they they put puzzle pieces together, there's a babysitter that's taking care of their daughter and then you find out that this his his lost daughter is that has is that babysitter and i got the feeling guys that this this chick was going to like murder the child and then murder the family and keaton was going to find all this <laughs> oh <laughs> or, yeah yeah i mean they, they oh, went yeah. far into a plot even earlier before they really like started nailing down that she that uh, she was the fucking uh well, like just the whole like thing with a tie and like remember to put the tie on properly and just tightening it really tight and I'm just like, there's something off about this one. Oh yeah, I was. Full- the, what are the odds that this one's the this one's his daughter and she's out for revenge? And then the story just starts going that direction. I'm like, oh god. Yeah, and and you and you empathize with this chick too because this lost daughter because you find out like she was raped by her adoptive East German. Like oh, rich yeah. dad, she's like psychologically damaged beyond reason. And oh yeah, as far as she, as far as she is concerned, she was abandoned. Like her and her mother oh, was yeah. abandoned by this guy who just went off to live a rich, fulfilling life while they were there suffering. So you understand where she's coming from, but it's just like since you know who this guy is that he actually cares, you're like, oh man, this is got this. This is setting up for such an unfortunate end. No. Yeah, I was a hundred percent convinced. Like when. Uh, Keaton and this dude kind of put the puzzle piece together, along with the, uh, the like the the bar chick that they that they came across. Like, oh yeah, she was. It was the first time she I ever saw her smile. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh, they're gonna get back. The daughter, the daughter's gonna be murdered. The wife is gonna be murdered, and she's gonna be covered in blood. And then they'll arrest her. That's how I thought it was gonna end. And then it the the daughter just starts singing the. Uh, the music box song and it like channeled channeled it all and it all ended kind of happily ever after <laughs> yeah i, I mean, guess hopefully a bit of a bittersweet ending but it, it, it's like yeah at least they found each other yeah no there, there's a lot and i love i love that i love the different moods it gets right because master keaton can be serious it can be it can be even a little bit scary at times but it can also just be silly dumb fun like the one with the uh was it towards the end the fucking um uh, the dude who was like it was like Captured. stealing for his people yeah, yeah the guy he captured was like stealing for people. he was also yeah. working with the with the company and it was like fooling everybody and it's just Keaton bringing him back to the police and it's just that entire episode is so dumb and I love how it's literally just like Keaton is like this guy's uh, fucking the guys who treat this dude as a hero they like show up and be like we're gonna kill you Keaton if you don't let him go do it and Keaton just runs uh, just walks up to them puts his finger in the barrel of the gun and gun while they're at the gas station he's like shoot I dare you the gun is going to blow up and then we're all going to die. The gas station is going to explode everything. And they're like, oh my God, I can't do that. 
<laughs> and afterwards, yeah. when they finally leave, Keaton is just like, "Yeah, of course that's not that's not how this works." Come on, <laughs> it would have just blown right through me. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's so dumb. Also, just forever sake, I, there's so much there's so much weird stuff about Keaton because like even that last episode was just like the beginning how he kind of became like an op, how he got the insurance uh, job, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's just like he's just there, fucking working as an archaeologist part time within college, and it's just like at the end, it's just yeah. By the way, I'm also an ex SAS, and I'm like, my guy, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Don't like what is every single time. It's like if that was the, the first episode, I wouldn't be surprised. But they say like he was part of the Iranian siege, the Iranian yeah. embassy siege, and if anyone knows who that is, it's like goddamn, this guy's like. He's, I don't know why he's out of the military. He would be just top brass. Well, he wants to do his archaeology stuff, and O'Connell yeah. basically goes, well, you could do all that in between the insurance job, and he kind of does. So that's that's kind of his fulfilling life, I guess. He's got a, he's he's got a very... Got a little bit of that, like, yeah. I don't want to be here, but I am. <laughs> yeah, this is, like, this is... If I, if I had to, to say, like, a late 80s show... Just this is the one, I guess, because like you have a bunch of international flights and archaeology, and you have like still like still World War Two things mixed mm -hmm. with Vietnam era things, and modern conflicts in Africa. They talked about they talked about the sand wars between Al Algeria and Morocco. I think yeah, like uh, that was in the seventies. I think. The only thing they didn't dabble was between like Arabic and uh, Israeli wars. But I say that like West Germany, East Germany, they even went to the fucking uh, revolution, Russian revolution because of the immortal Russian guy story. Hmm. Right? Yeah, that was every good. Single, yeah, every single thing. And, and it was such a good moment in history where you had a lot of things that happened and it's just this singular point in history where you could still have those stories colliding. The other one being the late 1900s. And hopefully never again. Uh, at least at, not that I would care. Hopefully not at, as long as I'm alive. <laughs> we don't have a bunch of those stories colliding. <laughs> yeah, what, one, of the, one of the things I, I wish the show did a little bit more of is... Uh, with the recurring characters. So there's Charlie Chapman, his old childhood buddy uh, in England. He's a, I guess he's like a private, no, he's not a private detective. He's, uh, I guess his job is, well, maybe he is. Anyways. He um, is a detective. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's detective, the best detective in the world. Yeah, kind of, yeah. I think he's Next a to private detective because <laughs> it doesn't work with the police like that. Right. Huh. Uh, I wish they. I wish they had Daniel O'Connell kind of show up a little bit more. Um, yeah. the, the Keaton's family stuff was very unique and interesting where he's divorced. <laughs> he, his, his wife's back in Japan with his, with his daughter, uh, uh, Yuriko. And she's like the most free thinking, not a care in the world type person. She just kind of shows up in, in France to hang out with his, <laughs> with her dad. There's one Walks episode. Roof. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Just kind of hangs that up on the roof, and he's like, "All right, whatever." So it's like definitely his daughter kind of situation, along with mm -hmm. his his father, uh, uh, Hiraga. 
he <laughs> there there's an episode where this uh, school kid is going to like commit suicide and release a hawk into the wild or whatever. And it just shows their little Yuriko bumps into them and she 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 just has like an adventure with him. And yeah. I, I love the fact the that when that started, <laughs> yeah, I love when that started. It's just like, oh my god, my son and your daughter's gonna commit a double suicide. The family says to Kate, and he's like, ah, yeah, no, don't worry about that. That, that won't happen. I, I love it's it like, every time. So every calm. yeah, how could you be so calm? Our son, he's mad. He's crazy. It's like, nah, he's with my he's with my daughter. It'll. Don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> Not a care in the world. How can you have so much faith in your daughter? Don't worry about it. It's because I know my daughter. She and they, yeah, She wouldn't kill herself. <laughs> yeah, she, I mean, yeah, I, I just love the uh, the personalities where she just, like, uh, her and uh, the character's name is Fun- Funase, just go go into, like, a, a tomato vineyard situation. She just rips two tomatoes off. It's like, ah, don't worry about it. Let's, let's let's eat these. And then when Keaton and the, the father, of, <laughs> they come across, like, your, your children stole tomatoes. And Keaton just goes, well, I mean, come on. Look at them. I can't blame them for, for eating those. Those are good. <laughs> the father just doesn't <laughs> understand. <laughs> Keaton is just there. Uh, what what are what were some this, other? This is the carefreeness of a man that can fucking kill you with with a finger. Yeah, <laughs> Just really doesn't give a shit. I, I I mean, I can't really think of an episode I disliked. Uh, I think I think my, besides the one that you you uh, named Tori, episode maybe fourteen there were moments I disliked, like sequence of episodes. It's not it's not like they were bad episodes. Just like nothing really happens. And it's not really that interesting. Yeah, it's just storytelling. It's it, it all depends if those stories being told are remotely interesting to you. One that was super interesting to me was when Keaton's on a train and an old uh, Zaxxon German woman sits sits across from him, and oh, she basically yeah. turns him into his his uh, or her chauffeur, and it's all the like she's just telling this like wacky old East German story. Uh, or West German story, I forget which which one exactly. She she's basically derived from royalty you know, of German royalty, I guess, and mm. it's all about her getting to Austria. Uh, I think it was Austria, Österreich, or was it? No, they were going to uh, Switzerland. They're going to just fine, and and uh, it's it's just this journey of of Keaton like getting dragged around by this woman. He's just like in it for the ride, and how. She doesn't have a passport. She doesn't have any of these things. And you kind of don't believe a word that she's saying. Uh, she's kind of hiding her identity. And Keaton knows all this, but he's just going going with it. And gets her, uh, how they get to the, like, all right, how are they going to get over the border? And Keaton's idea is, let's get trashed and sing. <laughs> and she sings an old uh, German song. And Keaton's like, all right, girl. You're clearly, yeah, like, you're clearly what from. About, yeah. What about her passport? It's like, ah, and she's just like singing a, a fucking nationalist song about sex, and and he's like, I think she's Swiss. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. And they're like, all like, right, oh, the 80s. <laughs> this oh, is the eighties. Like this is the eighties. It's fine. Just drunk. go over the border. No big deal. <laughs> yeah. She is drunk. We're not going to deal with it. Yeah, no. I mean, an episode I liked as well. I didn't mention this. Uh, like episode twenty-two. Uh, the Chateau La Chonche, 
1944, the fucking oh the vineyard, the vineyard one. one, yeah, the vineyard the one. one. That was so like fucking. I was I was not prepared. I was getting fucking emotional during that episode. I was just a man. I've never seen somebody care this much about a goddamn vineyard before, but I care. <laughs> Hide yeah. the barrels Man, of the wine! Fucking, them just running out mid-World War II, getting bombed by the fucking Germans, like, no, the grapes are perfect. We need to... Just like, we oh, need man. to complete the wine. <laughs> no <laughs> one could get this great fuck, this great wine because everyone was cowards hiding in their homes. <laughs> fucking dude getting stabbed in the neck. Hiding from the Germans. <laughs> it's just like, damn, I was not ready for this. This was way more than I was expecting with the introduction of this episode. <laughs> Man, when when that when that bottle slipped and broke, oh. my, my heart just I was like, I knew he was gonna do it. Yeah. And I thought he was the real one. I was like, Same. I thought it was the real one as well. Yeah, and then, show, and then the, just the shows up at like, the end like nah just repeating the line he said earlier and she was like nah I've known who you were since before you were born I knew you were gonna do that so I swapped it for, for another one it's like oh my man my man yeah and then it's I just not, and then they nonchalantly just drink it <laughs> yeah. I, I mean they did save it for yeah. a special occasion so the woman's like are you not gonna drink the wine kitten it's like <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's fucking oh, yeah. ten million worth of wine. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, he's like, I, I, I don't, I don't know. What should I do? Yeah, Keaton, you want to like, pick up the bottle? Me, he's like, fuck no, I'm not touching that ten million dollar bottle of wine. <laughs> I, I understand that so well. I remember like when I was in the U.S., I was in Guitar Center, right? And I'm uh-huh. just fucking checking out Guitar Center. One of the dudes comes up and like, yeah, no, I just ask for any guitar and we'll bring it to you. And then it's just like, yeah, what about this guitar? It's like fucking, it's like $10,000. How about this one? It's $100,000. And I'm just sitting there. It's like, I, no, I'm good. Are you sure? It's like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, like, I don't, don't want to risk no, even I, breathing on I, it incorrectly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're introducing these things to me with their price, all right? The moment you tell me this thing is $100,000, I'm not fucking, I don't even dare looking at it. I'm afraid that my stare is going to dirty it and lower its value. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Kitten is such a interesting character. <laughs> like I don't know, he's not carefree. I guess he's just well prepared. I guess <laughs> it's not that he's carefree. His his daughter is quite carefree. He's just extremely well prepared for everything. Yeah. So it it makes for a, a very interesting character <laughs> to uh. follow. Yeah, definitely. My favorite episode was the Tango one <laughs> that they're just discussing this yeah. guy who fought the the Holy War in in Scotland <laughs> between <laughs> Christians and uh, Protestants, and then like he did what Scotch, uh, then like he goes to Japan and there's this this tale in Japan of the Tango, and then like this this very english looking dude enters the the bar and his yeah his professor like, Amada. yeah look at that guy yeah it's like oh we're Long waiting knows. for a japanese guy that this dude just shows up and it's like yeah it's like what that the? that thing yeah he's like look at that dude that, that dude dad is dad as just english walks up to him and just can. shakes his head like oh yes <laughs> yeah and then like it goes and like the, the story develops and they look at the the guy start doing sake style 
whiskey in right. Japan. Then like they have both bottles because they're both the same recipe from the same guy. But there's a change in the crest in the Japanese one. So he gets married and then comes Professor Amada that looks as <laughs> English as it can be. And it's like, oh, yeah, no, everyone thinks I'm English because of how I look like. Maybe I have tangled blood in me. I was like, <laughs> this is like, this is the greatest storytelling episode in the long time. The the Russian dude as well. They're really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, just oh, that- go back slowly. Okay. Just puts the the cigar into the tank and just pulls the car towards the the guys the russian ma- mafia it's just like oh man it's so great i was so confused when that episode came up it's just like ah oh, the immortal man and i'm just like oh come on are we actually gonna do this but it's like oh i i see what's happening here this man isn't immortal at all but goddamn he's got luck on his side yeah right oh, yeah. <laughs> he's just this yeah he gets fucking shot in the heart by a sniper rifle and it's like oh but my diary saved me <laughs> yeah. it's not even his uh, daughter his, his father's yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> his father's yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man that is the, just, yeah nah, the fucking the twist count. that happens is on somebody's fucking episodes they're just oh i love them uh yeah again uh, it's, it's that weird it's that weird 80s period where just like wait a second you royal <laughs> right like, wait what especially like, something that wasn't even touched on keaton fought in the fucking falklands war yeah yes, he, this, this dude's been around <laughs> It was like, Jesus Christ! What a life this guy! What a life this guy leads! I I want that life, kind of, sorta. There's certain instances, like there's one, there's one episode where I was like, I don't envy you, Keaton, and that was the one where he finds this like old military dog trainer, just oh, in the in the, the woods. Or the Vietnam, yeah. yeah, the Vietnamese guy, Ed. No, uh, no, no, he's American. Was he's he? part of Vietnam training. Yeah, he okay. trained special ops dogs for the U.S. Army. Yeah. So um, what happens is this guy, this guy, uh, like faked his death, got a bunch of money. Keaton finds this dude, and he's like, "Look, you got to return all that money, or we're coming to arrest you." He goes, "Okay." And Keaton takes this taxi in the middle of nowhere, and he, he tells the taxi driver, "Hey, just you know, wait for me. It's fine." And, uh, I thought it was like some assassin that this dude has kept locked in a cage like forever <laughs> and and but it turns out to just be this attack dog i'm like oh because so the ta- attack dog you don't see it's a dog uh at first uh so the taxi driver like dies <laughs> the dog mauls him <laughs> so keaton thinks the taxi driver just left and keaton ends up uh hitching a ride back to town and he's and he's just chilling and all of a sudden, this dog is next to him, and it's like, "Oh, hey, po- hey, Poochie, you know, uh, no problem." Keaton's like, "Hey, how do I get to, you know, uh, the town or the next town over?" It's like, "Oh, just take this route through the river, uh, follow it," and this dog just follows him. And Keaton's like, "Oh, that's kind of weird." And then the dog just he turns around, dog's gone, and for the rest of the episode, this dog is just trying to murder Keaton, go for his neck, and Keaton's, like, doing these, like, river techniques. He comes across, uh, he he lucks out with this uh, dude in the woods. He's just like, man, that was close. That dog's after you. And it's like, this dog is just hunting them uh, yeah. like, like a the predator sh- out of some crazy horror and, movie. Yeah, the mm-hmm. dog kills the the guy, the, the farmer, Biggs, 
So the guy goes out and it's just, oh, God damn, this dog, I'm going to shoot him. And it's like, no, it's a tactic. The dog is trained. And the yeah. dog actually killed the pigs to attract the humans to kill them. It was like, Jesus I Christ. Love, yeah. I love the fact that it's like, oh, why? what shit. is he doing? Oh, he went for the weapon because he's identified the weapon as the, as the biggest threat. And I'm like, man, there's some strategy in this dog. This dog really is smarter than a human. And it's just fucking fucking getting with his... <laughs> with his flashbacks like don't even bother dogs are smarter than humans and it's like man there's only one way to deal with dogs and then he fucking cr takes it he lets him bite his arm he wraps his arm real good lets him jump in gets his arm in his mouth and just fucking puts the dog in the lake head underwater just holding his tongue oh man shit is shit's insane yeah, no, I, yeah. there's some good fucking episodes that thing. What I another one I really enjoyed was the uh, what's it called? Yeah, Peaceful Death, episode thirteen. The IRA terrorist. I like that one as well. The fucking dude making bombs was just the side. Oh, that, that one. It's, yeah, it's the end. Yeah, that it's the end. And just I don't want to do this anymore. And it's like, yeah, Keaton, you you've disarmed my bombs in the past, which again, again just adds to fucking Keaton's repertoire of things he does. <laughs> Bomb like, defusal how expert. About you, <laughs> how about you fucking help me? You know. <laughs> disarm my my new bombs my absolute masterpieces <laughs> uh, yeah that was such a sad episode like it was he's, he he jumps to save the child because if, if the the package was disrupted i love how he would, tries to play it off explode. afterwards as well just he's like he sits just like <laughs> sorry kid that's my bag <laughs> yeah yeah and then like the detonator was in his pocket and just goes inside of his heart and was like oh yeah. that's unfortunate the dangers of actual the uh, brass pockets and shorts that <laughs> if you if you get into an accident that it might actually happen it's a big problem <laughs> yeah maybe not keep uh potentially sharp objects in your breast pocket maybe don't dive at people when you do it <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, I kind of wish. I kind of yeah. One of the only other things I wish the show would have done more. I mentioned it before was the um, repeating characters. I kind of mm. wish they would have gone to that well a little bit more often. As kind of Taichi always or Keaton has. The, I keep calling him Taichi now. Uh, Keaton kind of has a, a sidekick character. You know, is is a Watson to Holmes situation a little bit more often because uh, those. Besides the just great storytelling techniques they, they did, if there was a more established connection to things and characters, that to me would have been uh taking the show to that to that next level in in uh interest and, and must watch territory for everybody. This this show was super surprising to me. I, I enjoyed the hell out of this. And there's yeah. a reason why like the directors and and uh, uh people involved you know with uh monster and whatnot that's right this is right up my alley and um i believe tori i had this on my list for a while as well to watch i just couldn't mm. i think at the time i was searching for these things i couldn't find it so i had to just forget about it altogether. and luckily it's it's now you know out there able to find and it's on sites uh, this was a slam dunk show to me. Uh, I there was just a couple episodes just weren't as good as others, which for an episodic right. show for us to just be like, hey, remember how great that episode was? Remember this one? Oh man, that was awesome too. What a what a great show this was. 
Yeah, no, it's I was it was a surprise. Yeah. I was I had fun with also, it. Also, <laughs> DOP doesn't suit this show at all. No, no, it does not. <laughs> what the fuck is that? What the fuck is that opening, dude? The bagpipes. The, the, yeah, it's very the Gregorian weird. sings. Yeah. And then, like, uh, at the end, he's with his family, and there's a bunch of animals, and they're just looking at the camera, and it's extremely uncomfortable. <laughs> and there's yeah. fire. Like, what the, what the fuck am I watching? What is this opening? I thought this show was about insurance scams. Right. <laughs> nah. Not a cult. Uh. The second, <laughs> the second ED, on the other hand, that was a nice one. I like that one. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't match. Oh man, great show. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I guess I agree with JD because the the re- when whenever there is a recurring uh uh character, I guess the episodes were definitely more enjoyable. The, the char the charlie second one the chapman second one of the woman that killed the, uh, both the the lover and her husband and put buried the buried him in the old rose garden <laughs> yeah and chapman's just like leave her alone come on i'm i got the hots for her i'm gonna take care of her and, and keaton you know he's just like this this bitch murdered him and i'm gonna figure it out <laughs> yeah and chapman's just too love struck to even notice and I love how that ended where Keaton just goes, uh, you're not going to France. I'm going to call the police and we're going to dig up right here in the garden. And then she just goes, fuck. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. Pardon me. She was like, why did you ever think that that was going to work? How the hell did no one fucking suspect this at all? Oh, yeah, sure. Just recently turned the dirt here for a... Uh, no particular reason whatsoever. Eh, we find the, found the blood of the supposed dude who was harassing her. We found that, but nah, let's not look into that. Let's not worry, let's not worry about why, any of that. Why is the body you found full of scratches in yeah. his face? Ah, he, he landed on roses. And roses. That makes sense. Like, do, you, do you realize the roses he landed on don't have? Don't have thorns. Yeah, ah, <laughs> yeah. Keaton just, Keaton just constantly just goes, well, that doesn't add up. That doesn't add up. Yeah. All right, what is it? Like, <laughs> all the while in the background, this chick is, uh, like cutting the brakes to her own car to claim that the crossed lover is still after her. She poisons her own dog and claims that yeah. it's him too. Like, this bitch is crazy. <laughs> yeah. But I still managed to make it seem somewhat plausible because, you know, Keaton can just sneak in as he wants. So it's like, it, it still keeps up that, like, ah. Maybe it's just sneaking past right. uh, at security. But, you know, it, it's Keaton. Keaton could probably sneak into Fort Knox or some shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Most likely. <laughs> He'd just be walking Keaton, in like, hey, what up? <laughs> Keaton is the most awesome MC for the most, for the weirdest show. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, he's a former special ops for the British SAS. He, he fought in the Falklands. He was in the Iranian embassy siege. He's he also an can... Oxford archaeologist graduate. He's in Oxford, yeah, he's in <laughs> Oxford graduating in archaeology. My man is pretty much Jesus, Indiana Jones, <laughs> and he's working with insurance scams. It's like he ma- he married an Oxford uh, mathematician, mathematician, had a child, had a child who's who's like the best child ever. <laughs> uh, my man is just like. Oh yeah, but don't forget, 
he is still human. He did get that D minor on that one essay. He did yeah, that, that one time. essay one time. He, you know, he, he has a lot that to learn. Nice that was the French one. Yeah, uh, yeah French was... school. That the the professor come back and he's like, uh, Kevin is kind of ashamed because he didn't become an, a good archaeologist. And the professor's like, I see you became a really great man. I was like, man, I see you became a really great man. Yeah, yeah no that's when you just like pound your fist against your heart and you're like, bro, <laughs> you man, my dude. It's like, uh, man, that's that's the point, man, right there. I mean, it's, it's like it's one thing to have that told by your you former probably teacher, killed a bunch of Argentinians. Most likely, but man, when your former teacher is a guy who literally just kept his lectures go, going during the war. <laughs> what bombs were raining against them. When he says you became a good man, that means something. <laughs> yeah. That gets yeah. you right in the right in the cockles. You're, you're just like, <laughs> I feel that. I feel that so much. <laughs> yeah, no. I oh man, I, I'm definitely watching the OBA as well. I, oh yeah, hell yeah. hundred percent. I mean, we can put on the list just the OVAs and reveal because it's fun to talk about the show. It's fun to talk about Keaton. <laughs> Yes, yes it is. Okay. I'm looking uh, I at think, some of the think... episodes, uh, synopsis as well, and it's, I'm looking forward to these. There's some interesting stuff here. Uh, so after my next, so the next episode's my pick, uh, then it's Hickey, then it's Tori. Tori, am I just going to write you down for Keaton, or H Hickey, are you going to want to watch it immediately, and it's your it's your choice? You... If Hickey doesn't take it, I'll, I'll use my pick on it. I mean, I was going to use my pick for Avengers, so... It's okay, Hickey uses his, uh, his for Avengers, uh, and then I'll use yeah, mine yeah. for uh, Master okay. Keaton. There you go. Master Keaton okay. OVA for Tori. All right. <laughs> I'll write because, that because down. Then, then we, we watch Avengers and then just clean with Keaton. Yes. <laughs> yeah, just clean our soul with our half-British, half-Japanese Indiana Jones mm. of insurance scams. Man, yeah, the, show, so... the, the show is so weird. Like the, yes, it is. The premise for the show is so weird it's everything about this show shouldn't theme. work i mean again like jd said it's like you start off the show and it's like what genre is this i don't know all of them <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's all of them I, shouldn't, my, my biggest problem is like oh this this is such a wacky show come on and then you, you, you look at stories from the 80s and the 90s even in the 2000s with the iraq war the beginning right the beginning of the Iraq war is like, oh, that those kind of things actually happen. Look at, don't you look at that? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking. So it's like it's actually kind of historic as well. It's historic. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, what the fuck? Oh man, such a such a nice show. <laughs> such a nice main character. I definitely uh, missed. I the, like when we get a main character like. Taichi Keaton, <laughs> like watching Tokyo Revengers, you really want <laughs> the main character in Tokyo Revengers, for example, just to be competent in some sort of way. Like, come on, get get some Keaton in this guy. That's what I want. Yeah, Master Keaton is one of my favorite main characters of all time. Now, I love this dude. <laughs> yeah, he's up there with Cobra. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, it's it's wonderful. It's just there's something to be said about main characters as well. It's like they're awesome, but they like they don't really do anything to be be awesome. Like they're just kind of like, yeah, I'm here, and it's like you've you've turned into a great man. It's like, yeah, I'm you know, I don't know, 
I'm trying to be an archaeologist, but it's not really working out. <laughs> yeah, I, I need to make money, and this insurance job I've now had for ten years, as they as they say, it's uh, it's living a very fulfilling life. I look not gonna not gonna cut corners here. I gave the show a nine out of ten. I, I, yeah, I, I nice. didn't even question it. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, and no, uh, I gave the show a seven out of ten. Oh, I enjoy it. Only a yeah, seven. Only a seven. I. I enjoyed it. There were times where I was a little bit out of it, like in the kind of episodic nature of the stuff. It's like, and like you said, a lack of like recurring characters with me. It's like almost every episode is just like, all right, I have not, I have nothing to connect anything to. And especially episode, a lot of the episodes where like Keaton doesn't really show up for a while. So I'm just like, okay, what's happening here? What's going on? What's going on? Like, so it's like a lot of that made me kind of not bored exactly, but like waiting for something. And it didn't always deliver on that. But mm. for the most part, it's like, like I said, there are some like the the spectacular episodes of this where they are, they are spectacular. They are absolutely amazing to watch. Yeah, so, yeah. I think this is one of the I, best episodic shows I've ever seen, with so many uh, hits and uh, to me technically no misses, just uh, not as great episodes. And that's really yeah. really hard to accomplish in an episodic oh, yeah. show. No, definitely. I can't. Like you said, I cannot think of a single episode where I'm like, oh, I straight up did not like that episode. It's like. It's most like, yeah, you know, that episode was like, okay. That episode was okay. I really wish we would have seen more of her. Like the fucking, like, I really wish we would have gone more into like the people that Kate knew in like college and whatnot. I've been a little bit cool. Stuff like that. Because they have, they have interesting lives as well. They have done stuff mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Right. So, so it's more or less like, hey, I'm missing some things there. But again, what, what is there? It's just, it's, it's good. And I like I like how they mix mix serious and silly. Like again, immortal Russian dude who literally just like fucking you think everything he says is a lie, but maybe it's not. And then fucking like, how do you earn this man's trust? Or how do you earn a fucking favor from this guy? Well, you save his life and then you give him a piece of fucking cheap chocolate and he's like, mm, mm. greatest goddamn chocolate in my I've ever tasted in my life. <laughs> man. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's it's a good show. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. Let's go to the city and drink some vodka. You pay, of course. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but because of how awesome the Keaton is, he should be rich, right? Right? <laughs> I mean, he's definitely not. He doesn't seem like he's ever strapped Dude, for cash. That's for sure. He yeah, doesn't, but definitely like, rich. Like him. How it can seems I, how can like I it, it, but simultaneously, not... he doesn't fucking own a car, or he, he, he rented a car once, but you saw how that worked. Um, he fucking, he has to take taxis, and he has to fucking get fucking hitchhiked everywhere. I don't know how the hell he managed to get all over the world, but it, I would assume it's probably Lloyd's that's fucking shipping him out everywhere. Oh, absolutely, fucking, yeah. Everything, like, it's just kind of like, you look at where he lives, and kind of his situation, and how... How it's like uh, the fucking episode where he's like, yeah, where you got like in the beginning when he's like a teacher and he like never shows up to work. So he gets his fucking paycheck and it's like nothing. And he's just like, ah, again. Well, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's yeah, that's, like, a, so that's his teacher job. Like, he's, I know, but you kind of get the impression that it's like, this man is like, he's not necessarily poor, but like, I don't, I don't exactly think that he's like super fucking rich, but God damn it. He has connections. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah pretty much it. Especially like oh you know the the kidnapped him one, which I think the guy was faking, right? Uh, 
Maybe like uh, the, oh, Japanese, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, Japanese, the Japanese, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the fucking, the one where it's like, ah, oh, he cut his finger off. <laughs> That's like, nah, you can clearly see he's just bending his finger back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw that immediately. I was like, that's not a, that's not cutting, isn't it? He's just folding his fingers. Like, yeah, you can see here, he's kind of just folding his finger back. And I'm like, mm, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm glad they actually addressed that. <laughs> if, if he had, if he had cut his finger off, that thing would be in our bail box already. It's like, Jesus, kid. <laughs> Calm he down. doesn't mess around. He's like, these guys are frauds. They're they're chickens, <laughs> but we still gotta keep, still gotta treat it like they could murder this dude at any time. <laughs> Good hat yeah. on his shoulders. That is a professional. Uh, 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 what, how did they phrase it? That is a professional uh, negotiator, and like a negotiator, he doesn't want to. Uh, have any of the spotlight nor meet his rescuers. Yeah. <laughs> he just walks just off in the leaves. distance. Um, yeah, and it's, it's like, like the, oh, how much? How much we're gonna win if you lower the uh, the rescue price? And he's like, oh no, I just, I just get my my salary. It's fine. Yeah, and then you come to him, and it's just like, ah, we're taking you off the case because they can't afford it. And it's like, ah, oh, your work here is done. And he's like, nah, I'm just helping out. That's just from my own goodwill. And it's like, oh man, this man, <laughs> right? <laughs> Man, I really, I really like Indiana Jones. <laughs> Such a cool yeah. dude. Half Japanese, half British Indiana Jones. Great, such stuff. a cool guy. Hickey, what did you get? I wish the show? you had a pistol. I was thinking also a seven, ah, but because you gave it an and and yeah, it's the, the, there's a few problems with the steel frames. Sometimes they don't look really beautiful. Mm. To say the least, it, it it becomes a little bit bubbly, being bubbly. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, just, yeah, just the, I hear the characters, it. I, yeah. the characters from time to time, they just mm, not not there. Probably because of the art style. That's okay. It's not that simplified. So sometimes they just change from the one keyframe to another keyframe. Different people doing it. The in betweens can become a little bit wobbly. Uh, aside that, just music wise, the OP is really weird. The EDs are nice. <laughs> there isn't much music that I remember, but that's probably because the show is really cool. I wasn't paying a lot of attention to music. And there's some streaks of really, I wouldn't say boring. It's not, it's, it's not boring. This show is not boring. It's just like not really good episodes. Uh, sometimes you go four or five episodes without a really, really uh, impactful episode. And that can be very diminished to the show if someone is interested in British, Japanese Indiana Jones, but doesn't want to know what kind of soap indiana jones uses to do his laundry uh <laughs> you know which kind of there are episodes like this in kitten <laughs> so because of that i i don't know i was thinking of a seven but i'm gonna bump it to an eight so hey. have a good seven eight nine not bad not bad. Yeah, I, I mean it's just straight up how much did I enjoy the show and that's why I gave it such a high score. Uh Everything you said about kind of animation, character designs, and all that. Yeah, very fair. Very fair. Okay. Our next episode is my pick. 
and it is over uh, Dr. Slump. And there's a movie set out there because much of the Dr. Slump TV show has just been lost to time. So we read the manga uh, for Dr. Slump back when we were doing a uh, fun little manga piece uh, for the episodes. And this is a show I've wanted to give time to because it's by Toriyama. Uh, It's pre-Dragon Ball uh, Z. And Dr. Slump is a pretty famous uh, character series. And I think it's it's worth um, checking out and discussing. And that's kind of the motivation behind that. And then uh, we got our next three to choose. We already got the Keaton OVA. (laughs) So that's going to be fun to cover again. And we'll see you next time. Peace. Goodbye. Sukara